Hey, did you just have a meeting with a donor and they told you something really, really important and you have no place to put it except for like maybe an Excel spreadsheet or I don't know, a random piece of paper in your office? Go to DonorDoc.com. Get a CRM system that works. Get a donor database system that works. Get something that gives you beautiful reports and beautiful dashboards that even your crankiest board member will love. Go to DonorDoc.com. Use the code word do good better at checkout and get a month free. DonorDoc.com. Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby. Of course, we're talking to small nonprofits doing great big things. I have a fantastic show for you today. Not only do we have the youngest ever guest on the official Do Good Better podcast, but possibly, and I mean this in like the most sincere way, possibly the most do-gooderest human being I have had the pleasure of knowing. <laughs> and uh, I am so excited to feature uh, him on the show today. Sam Besky, he's uh, probably best known for, uh, you know, being a student, uh, but also as the founder of Sam's Meals for Many Sam, welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. Thank you, sir. Uh, I appreciate you being on the show. If somebody's flipping through their Apple iTunes and somebody is flipping through uh, any number of social media challenges and they see your face, because they will see your face, and they want I, this handsome young devil uh, has something interesting to say, but they have no idea who on earth you are, I need to give a 5,000-foot view on what the heck you are up to right now. The floor is yours, my friend. Okay. So Sam's Meals for Many is a actual uh, nonprofit that I started about four years ago with helping the different families in our in my local community. And uh, we've been giving complete meals to the to different families in our in our Lake Forgotten uh, school district. And uh, we've been just going from there and we've grown and shown our exponential growth by just your contributions and uh so how it all started was basically i got a challenge from my uh sunday school teachers they gave us 15 dollars. they challenged us to use or give 10 of it away to charity and five of it was for yourself or you could put all of it towards charity so Basically, what happens, or what happened to me, is I had a moment where I just thought, "Wow, there's that much food scarcity in Becker County alone." Because Becker County Food Pantry is the uh, most used food pantry in the state of Minnesota, or one of them at least. Interesting. So then it got me thinking about how I could help a family in in our in my local school district so then i kept thinking about it can i give them a christmas dinner while over christmas break so that's where the kind of the idea started and then i grew from one family to now serving 50 this last year and my goal is 50 again and hopefully we can get up to 50 and help even more i think we'd go with more so let's circle back because I'm very curious. You said four years ago. 
at what age are you four years ago that you get $15 to be challenged at your uh, Sunday uh, school for this, uh, for this project? I believe it's 11 years old. Okay. So you're 11 years old when you get this challenge. I, I just need people to understand this because this is where, uh, this is how I love the story so much is that an 11 year old kid, 11 year old Patrick Kirby is thinking nothing of, except for like video games. And I don't even know if I could purchase uh, at that time, a super, like a Nintendo game. I probably couldn't. Yep. Um, but that's all my brain's thinking about this. This young man at 11 years old thinks, how can I give uh, all this away and how can I buy somebody a family? And then has the audacity to think, all right, one's great, uh, 20's better, 50's fantastic, and then let's go north of that. So how do you go? So year one, you give one away. What's the, yep. how do you grow from one to what was the next year? At the 12, next year. I just want to let for, uh, the listening audience know, at the age of 12, decides to go from one meal to then how many? To 11. 11. So 11 with 43 people served. 43 people served. 43 people. Unbelievable. So it's, again, what we talk about on the podcast a lot, uh, Sam, is that we, we, talk, we talk with a lot of nonprofits who have this scarcity mindset, who they think like, mm-hmm. well, $10 and $15 doesn't matter much. And nobody really has uh, the, the, the need or they want to give to me at this low level. What you're talking about is massive impact with very little funds. And I think that is such a remarkable thing from a from a remarkable young man is to have that mindset out of the gate. So you take 11 dinners, feed 43 people. Year three, where do you go? Go from 11 Year to three, one. we did 29 families with 136 people. Served. So now we're three times in everything. So we double yes. it. We, we 10 times at year one. We then yep. double it, uh, triple it year two. And then yep. year three... Year three was 29, right? Yep. And then this last year, 50 families with a total of 223 people served in our local community. On that's that that's with multiple meals. Yep. Which is we gave them about five to six real good meals, like big family dinners. Yeah. What's the what's the what's the process um, where you started soliciting? I think I think a lot of our nonprofit groups who are very terrified of asking for money are going to be looking to you for uh, your brain power here, because I think everybody's very scared about the answer the the answer of no. Uh, were there any individuals who said no to you while you asked for either donations or monetary gifts for this project over the years? That's a hard question. Um, Love it. I've very challenging questions on the official do good better podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I, I really have had the luck of my church community mm-hmm. that they've just supported me and gotten behind me the entire way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, maybe last year was the first year where I started asking businesses mm. a lot more than this last year, than this coming year. Yep. Um, I, I, if they weren't available to talk, then I just left a letter and I really didn't have much to, I don't, I don't, I never really directly got told no. Yeah. So, so again, this is a really interesting lesson for those who are listening as well. Um, when you don't know what the answer no is, 
you're not scared of the answer in the first place. Therefore, you don't go into a situation where you're like, oh boy, I hope somebody can give me $3, right? You're going in there saying, I'm going to do a badass thing. I'm going to raise a bunch of money. I'm going to help as many people as possible. Your attitude in fundraising begets better attitude and, and, and makes that momentum happen. If you learn anything from this conversation is just what we talked about, which is not to remember getting told no, not that you won't, because you will. But the fact of the matter is, is your confidence in knowing that you're doing amazing things and your confidence in walking the walking the walk and not just saying, I'm going to go do some of these things. But like, here's what we built. People want to help. They don't know how you're giving them a platform to do so. And you're doing it with enthusiasm uh, at, at an age where most people don't think about philanthropy the way that you have. And that is remarkable. And kudos to you. This year's probably bringing a little more challenges than most years uh, in in the past. Uh, the Rona uh, being the one. Rona. Have you experienced um, any different uh, ways that you're being that you're doing soliciting, or um, some issues that have come up, or how how has this affected you? I really haven't had much. I haven't done much soliciting yet, mm-hmm. but I I'm on my way. Um, Really, what I'm pr- planning on doing is making a lot of phone calls. I'm not going to be afraid to pick up the phone and call people, and uh, that that's going to be my main my main way of fundraising with with the businesses. I also put uh, a couple of articles in our local papers uh, in the church newsletters, so that that's how I've gotten started at least. Um, but then. I'm going to make some more calls this week yet, and then we'll, we'll get rolling on the fundraising. One of the, uh, one of the crazy uh, questions I get asked at least uh, three, four, five times a day is, uh, how do I fundraise online? What, what is my online fundraising? How come nobody's liking my stuff? How, am I, how can I gain traction with my email list? What I've been talking about in the last couple of weeks is what is old school is new school again. And these supercomputers we have in our pockets these, these, yep. these phones, remember what a phone used to be? You pick it up and you call somebody are not being very used, little. right? They're very tiny. They aren't yep. the dialing things anymore. Um, but what you said is so far past um, professional fundraisers brains currently, which is going back to what got you there in the first place, which is these traditional ways of reaching people. We are so inundated with Zoom calls. We're so inundated with virtual everything that the relationship building um, skills of having a conversation, picking up the phone and having the audacity to ask for money is the actual trait you need to have during this time. And what you just said is a blueprint for every other organization that needs to follow from now into the end of the year. So kudos to you, my friend. And going old school and, and writing letters and, and, and having impact statements. What a mm-hmm. cool uh notion if you are listening on how to do this folks uh we, we're giving you the playbook right here and not only do i think you're going to crush that 50 i think people this year are going to understand that the need is going to be exponentially greater than it ever has been and people are going to want a way to help or volunteer and there's nowhere to volunteer you can't volunteer places there's no volunteering so especially people, with us this especially year. right and you can't do that. And I think what you're demonstrating is, is that you're giving people a very easy way 
to support. It's by writing you a check for how much money? How much money would you need for every one of these uh, individual meals that you're putting together for families? For each family, we're, our, our goal is to have around $550 to go back into the community to, to provide um, the meals from the local restaurants that are hurting from the COVID-19 restrictions and just the impact of COVID-19 in the entire U.S. So we're trying to alleviate that issue with helping our families but also putting it back into the community and giving the restaurants the chance to create our meal kits for each family this year. That's different than we've done in the, in the past with actually going and purchasing it all in bulk from Cashwise and Moorhead and Costco and all of that. So we're changing the entire thing with we're asking the restaurants to provide the food, but we'll support them in that. And then we'll also, we're also putting it back into the community in our local Lakes area community. So we just got super meta here um, in the best possible way, which is not only recognizing that there is a need for meals in the community for families, but also recognizing that the uh, restaurant industry is being crushed so you've gone and uh, moved to supporting restaurants to support families by purchasing food from the restaurants yep. to be delivered to those families. Yeah. My goodness, you are a freaking genius. And here's the thing. This is, this is where outside of the box thinking, and this is where we've always done it this way, is the, is the, is the nail in the coffin of, of organizations. Uh, you have been swift of foot enough and vision visionary enough to make that particular move. That is an applaudable uh, move there, my friend. That is really, really smart. Now, have you worked with, are there specific restaurants you're working with or are you just picking them randomly or do you have a, a structure here? How does that work? We're, uh, I'm going to make some more phone calls this week yet and talk to some more restaurants. I've left a couple messages about who and which restaurants we're going to partner with and asking them to submit their ideas. And then we'll, we'll pick and choose the best that we can with the confinements of uh, how much fundraising we get. And yeah, that uh, that's the ultimate goal is to serve the 50 families, but I need to reach our fundraising goal, which is $25,000 this year. Right. Compared to 13 last year. Yeah. Yeah. It's a 10, it's a $12,000 gap. Yeah. Yeah. And so let's walk through some of your plans to uh, make that gap up. A lot of nonprofits are probably looking and staring down the barrel of a financial gap between A and B, and they're looking at their own ways of trying to figure that out too. So let's work at that together. How are you planning on filling that gap from 13 to 25 grand in order to provide some of these meals uh, for families across the region? Um, my plan is to get on the horn yeah. and keep, keep asking the donors from last year to see if they can give what they gave last year or even double it. And hopefully we get those few, but then I also am doing more outreach in 
social media. Uh, I'm going to do some more phone calls in Detroit Lakes. Um, I'm going to do probably some more in Fargo too. Um, but I'm just going to keep keep fundraising with the ways that I have. And then I'm also going to ask more businesses this year because I didn't, I really didn't, I just confined myself to this, the local lakes area. Uh, I have, uh, I have a very good tip for you. And this is for nonprofits everywhere who are looking for that to outreach to businesses is that businesses are probably going to be in a very interesting situation, depending on who gets uh, clobbered the most with, uh, with mandates and, and, and closures and that kind of thing. Businesses also have employees. So one of the things that I think you have a real shot at is engaging the businesses to help engage the employees to offer them a way to help families across the region, because they might not be able to give you big old some lump sums of money, but a number of people within those companies could collaborate together to maybe work with the company to be a matching sponsor. Or uh, if, if the company individuals raise this amount of money, it'll be matched by the actual uh, company mm-hmm. themselves. Now you're putting out a challenge and you're working together as a team on how to raise as much money as possible from certain entities without the full financial burden landing on the shoulders of the business owners, but also giving an opportunity to those who are employed at that particular company to help with this project as well. And all of a sudden now you're now you're one phone call to a company turns out to let's just say there's 30 people who work there is now a 30 person phone call. I never thought about it that way. Aha! Hot tips here at the official Do Good Better podcast. Sam, that is uh, one of the remarkable things. So if somebody's listening to this podcast, they're they're uh, they're they're watching you on here. They want to help. They just don't know how because they don't know how to get a hold of you. Clearly, we haven't flashed up on the screen yet. A number, and uh, how would one get a hold of Sam to give you money to Sam's Meals for Many? So we have a Facebook page that you can like and follow. Um, you can also message us at Sam's Meals for Many uh, on Facebook. That's the best way to get get a hold of us. Um, otherwise, you can find me around, or you can find me on social media as well. Um, if you want to email or if you want to donate, you can go to the, our GoFundMe link, uh, which uh, is on our Facebook page. And then I will we'll, also. Yeah. We'll, we'll drop right, it. We'll in the, be we'll, yeah. We'll drop it in the comments below, too. So we'll make sure that everything is in the Sounds show good. notes. Uh, we'll make sure of that. And, uh, and, and currently, where are you at with fundraising and where do we need to go? We need to get to 25 grand. And what date do you need 25 grand by? Let's put it out of here. Put out into the vibes in the world. Let's make this happen, my friend. Right now, I'm about, I'm at about $5,500. Love it. And we need to get to 25000 And we are hoping to have all the donations done by the 13th of December. All right. That will give us enough time to contact or to give final numbers to the different restaurants that we will be partnering with to secure how many we're going to do this year. You're a, a nonprofit leader and you're wondering how I, uh, I motivate the troops here from now into the end of the year. 
And you haven't listened to this uh, particular young man talk about how excited he is about fundraising from start to finish and giving that story at the age of 11 years old, everybody, and then rocking and rolling and becoming a, uh, a, a real uh, venture philanthropist uh, here in this region. I, def- I defy you uh, to not be motivated uh, about this as well. Uh, Sam, I'm, I'm absolutely impressed with your tenacity to make sure that this happens. I'm unbelievably impressed with the creativity you have inviting uh, and investing in the, uh, the, the, the non, not only the nonprofit yourself, but in the businesses who have seen a decline in revenue as well and involving them. Uh, I think your, uh, your passion is going to make this happen. And I'm really excited that you got to be on the show. And I'm really excited that you're giving out super hot tips, like pro fundraising hot tips to uh, the listeners. Learn from the best. Yeah, well, let's say let's. I will. Uh, I'll take that as a compliment to uh, to the the day here. That's great. Uh, but I'm really happy for you. I'm really proud of you. Uh, I'm really excited to see how this goes. And if there's anybody who's listening and wants to get involved, click on the show notes. Get involved. Click on uh, uh, Sam's Meals for Many. Go to Facebook. Uh, like the page. Follow it. And set themselves. If you've got leads, you get them. Uh, you get a hold of that as well. And we're gonna make this happen uh, together for sure. I am ecstatic. Uh, for you to be a guest on, my friend. Thank you very much. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. Show notes in there. Make sure that you're going to check it out. Sam, appreciate you being a guest on the official Do Good Better podcast. Documenting donor information is the most important thing you can do as a fundraiser, as a nonprofit organization. And hey, if you don't know where to start and try to figure out where and what system to get, go to DonorDoc.com. DonorDoc is the CRM system, the donor database system. It has wonderful reporting. It has easy-to-use dashboards. Frankly, it's the greatest thing that you will have at your disposal as a fundraising organization. Go to DonorDoc.com. There are countless videos, books, articles, and folks out there with suggestions on how to raise more money. Of course, that's a major problem. Too much information. Do Good University has an online library of lectures, courses, and trainings that concentrate on one thing, making fundraising simple. Come join other like-minded do-gooders who are looking to unclutter their fundraising life. Enroll at Do Good University today at dogoodbetterconsulting.com.